Let's see here. It's been a few weeks. Not sure I even remember how to podcast anymore. Uh, Turn the knobs, okay? Push the buttons. Uh, Which button? Maybe this one? Oh, my. Yes. I'm feeling better already. (laughs) All right. I can't get too excited. I was away with, well, to borrow a line from my fellow podcaster, Mark Marin. I got COVID, finally. But if you'd have asked me at the beginning of this whole thing, who was going to bring COVID into my household, I'd have said, of course, me, because I work at the winery with the public. Oh, the public. They'll get you every time. I also played fast and loose with the whole masking thing. As soon as we no longer had to wear them, I took mine off, mostly because I'm a storyteller. We pour wine for people at Nicholson Ranch in Sonoma, and we don't just pour wines for the people who visit. We pour and we tell stories. The story of the ranch, our boss, Deepak. What a story. And telling stories is so much harder when the storyteller is wearing a mask. And you can't hear all of the words. So you get what I'm saying. I got rid of the mask as soon as it was allowed. To counter that, let me tell you a bit about my significant other, Sabrina, the little voice that introduces the podcast. She plays by the rules. She worries about COVID 24-7. She would be the one to chide me about wearing a mask. And she brought the COVID into the house. Not because she was being careless and cavalier about COVID, but because she was hanging out with some dangerous people. And when I say dangerous, I don't mean murderers and rapists and psychopaths. I mean teenagers. Sabrina works in the field of education, so she's around teens at her high school. Well, it was prom night. You remember prom night. A night where even some of the, quote, good kids lived a little dangerously. Sabrina was charged with chaperoning the big night with a few other adults, and she wore her mask all night. But, you know, things happen. The COVID came to our house, but luckily it manifested for me on my days off, so I didn't show up at the winery and pass along the gift that keeps on giving. However, I did miss a little over a week of work. Here I was at home, sick, and it was worse at night, the coughing keeping me awake. Thanks, Tylenol PM and Mucinix for keeping it real. But it never got serious because I am fully vaxxed and boosted, thankfully. But what was problematic was my sinuses and wine. Uh, Wine can be very therapeutic when you're not feeling well, right? But sadly for me, and this happens whenever I have a cold, any wine I taste loses most of the taste except the acids. So trying to drink wine when I'm sick is like helping myself to a nice glass of Vinegar. But the story does have a happy ending. After the symptoms subsided and ten days had passed in isolation, 
I tested negative and went back to the winery, and a few days later actually got to drink some wine again. So let's talk about what's been in my glass. Let's cue some wine-tasting music, and I'll tell you about the first wines I could really taste again after my brief bout with COVID. First, I'll tell you it was midweek, but towards the end of my work week at Nicholson Ranch, and the weather got warm. We've had a few days in the 80s already. So by the end of my day, pouring the wines, telling the stories on a warm, sunny day, I needed something cold in my glass. And on this particular night, it was something that was also pink. A delicious rosé from Washington State. Great pink color, pale pink. And a great whimsical label, seemingly written in Sharpie. The wine is called, And Why Am I Mr. Pink? There should be no need for me to explain this name to you, and I'm not going to. I'll just tell you that Mr. Pink was exactly what I needed when I got home from work on that hot day. That was also my Friday. Delicious aromas of watermelon, lemon, and lime, and nicely acidic in the mouth and on the finish to keep your mouth watering. Mr. Pink, though he may be ambivalent about his name, it's fitting, and he is a credit to his hue. To see a picture of this label, and for a hint as to the significance of this wine's name, see my Instagram feed at TallMikeWine, and Why Am I Mr. Pink comes from the Underground Wine Project and Mark Ryan Winery. Once things began to cool down on that same night, I turned my attention to the Reds and to a wine from Chile. Chile is an emerging wine region, although Chile has been making wine for a few centuries. Uh, Lots of wine coming from Chile now, though they've really hit the American market. However, a lot of it is very inexpensive and extremely hit or miss as far as quality. But if you step up your game to some of the big hitter wines, you shouldn't be disappointed. The red I opened was from a winery called Erasuri's. Founded in 1870 by Don Maximiano Erasuris. And the wine they named after the Don. Amazing. A red wine. A Cabernet-based Bordeaux blend that spends almost two years in all new French oak barrels. It's worthy of the name Don Maximiano. Uh, This wine in 2007. Still kicking hard. Big flavors of red fruit. Leather. Pencil lead, graphite, cocoa, and coffee with a finish that I may still be experiencing. Yeah. Almost a week later, this is a wine worth seeking out and laying down. It's age worthy. See a picture on my Instagram at TallMikeWine. I'd love it if you followed me on my Instagram. I created a unique hashtag, Sexy Bottle Shot. But you can use it if you post pictures of the wines you're drinking. Give it the hashtag, sexy bottle shot and tag me in the post so I know what's in your glass. I'm always curious about what people are drinking and enjoying and that's why they call me Tall Mike Wine. Oh, I love that. Thanks for checking back with me. I hope to be back with an interview, a conversation with a guest very soon. In the meantime, if you're new to the podcast, check out the library for interviews with an amazing variety of people, not all wine people. This is a wine podcast that's not all about wine. 
This Wine Podcast is about conversation and fun. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Stone. Cheers. Cheers.